CELAC EU Summit and the Rise of Latin American Sovereignty While European diplomacy failed on every front, the confident advance of the anti-imperialist bloc was unmistakable. Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Canal told EU leaders in no uncertain terms, quote, Latin America and the Caribbean is no longer the backyard of the United States, nor are we former colonies that require advice nor will we accept being treated as simple suppliers of raw materials." End quote. Eight years after the last meeting between the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States CELAC, and the European Union EU, in June 2015, European and Latin American leaders met for a third summit on the 17th and 18th of July 2023. In the intervening years, political and economic conditions have markedly changed. The growing influence of China has been felt in all spheres of global economic and political life, and the BRICS – Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa – trading group is now attracting the interest of many non-imperialist states that want to break out of the control of the US-dominated, dollar-dependent and thus extremely unequal world market. Meanwhile, the unconditional subservience of European countries to US imperialism's foreign policy since February 2022, their costly support for the war in Ukraine, and their implementation of harsh economic sanctions against Russia that have backfired on their own economies, have resulted in a noticeable decline in the influence of the EU and the rest of the world. To recover their influence in Latin America, the European imperialists were hoping to seduce the region back into their embrace and what could be better than whining and dining them at a high level and well-publicized summit in Brussels. Amidst the accompanying hugs, handshakes and photo opportunities, European diplomats might be able, as in the past, to obtain concessions from governments in need of investment to develop their country's economies. So what were the goals of the EU diplomacy at this event? Four clear priorities made themselves evident through the course of the proceedings. One, to obtain support for the war in Ukraine. Two, to reduce the influence of China and Russia in the region. Three, to obtain condemnation of the popular policies of Cuba, Venezuela and Nicaragua. And four, to avoid any declaration on the topics of reparations or the slave trade. Support for the war in the Ukraine. No thanks. The primary goal of EU diplomacy at the summit was to obtain the strongest possible condemnation against Russia and the maximum possible support for the NATO-backed war effort in Ukraine. To this end, Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez invited Vladimir Zelensky to the summit. During a press conference with the Ukrainian puppet actor president, Senor Sanchez highlighted the summit as a valuable platform for Zelensky, quote, to engage personally with leaders from countries in the global south who may have reservations or doubts, end quote. This move was immediately rejected by Cuba, Venezuela and Nicaragua, however. Other countries like Mexico, Argentina, Colombia and Peru considered the Ukraine war to be a European issue and the majority politely pointed out that the Ukraine does not belong either to the EU or to CELAC. 
It is worth noting that key members of CELAC, including Brazil, Mexico, Argentina and Colombia, neither apply sanctions against Russia nor respond positively to the Western Alliance's constant demands that they should provide weapons to Ukraine. Indeed, Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, after meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping in April 2023, turned the tables on the EU and the USA, calling on them to stop sending weapons to Ukraine and to stop encouraging the continuation of the war there. Despite the first setback, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and EU Foreign President Representative Josep Borrell worked hard to obtain support for the EU's war effort, but without any result. The most enthusiastic supporter of the EU's position was Chilean President Gabriel Boric, who obligingly stated that, quote, What is happening in Ukraine is a war of imperial aggression which violates international law. The important thing is respect for international law. And here, international law has clearly been violated, not by two parties, but by one invader, which is Russia, end quote. He was conspicuously alone in voicing such an opinion, however. President Lulu noted, quote, Possibly, the lack of habit of participating in these meetings causes a young person to be in a hurry. But that's how things happen. We all know what Europe thinks. We all know what is happening between Ukraine and Russia. We all know what Latin America thinks. I don't have to agree with Boric. It is his vision, end quote. In a clear criticism of the EU position, Honduran President Kiyomara Castro pointed out, the Ukrainian war must come to an end. We are obliged to find a way to achieve peace. Trillions of dollars in weapons are sent for war, but we are not capable of contributing to the integral development of humanity with the objectives of sustainable development, end quote. In the summit's final declaration, only one paragraph referred to the war, and that was to, quote, express deep concern on the ongoing war against Ukraine, which continues to cause immense human suffering and is exacerbating, exi and is exacerbating existing fragilities in the global economy, constraining growth, increasing inflation, disrupting supply chains, heightening energy and food insecurity, and elevating financial stability risks. In this sense, we support the need for a just and sustainable peace. We support all diplomatic efforts aimed at a just and sustainable peace in line with the UN Charter, end quote, bracket, point 15, close bracket. Nicaragua quite correctly objected that the phrase, quote, ongoing war against Ukraine, end quote, is a one-sided formulation and pointed out that it had, quote, neither signed nor approved nor supported what has been so pompously and falsely called the Consensus Declaration of the Third EU-CELAC Summit, end quote. Reducing the influence of China and Russia? No chance. The second goal of the European diplomacy was to reduce the influence of China and Russia in the region and to obtain concessions for the EU in crucial economic sectors. After all, with a population of 650 million and a GDP, gross domestic product, in 2021 of $5,050 billion or £4,290 billion, the region is home to a vast array of natural resources and agricultural commodities, many of them, like lithium, critical to the development of new technologies. 
Over the last 20 years, China has grown to become CELAC's second largest trading partner. In 2021, commerce between the two sides amounted to $450 billion or £354 billion. With China now one of the top sources of investment and finance in the region, an atmosphere of friendly political cooperation has also been fostered. The extent of the Latin American spur of China's Belt and Road Initiative, BRI, has grown alongside these developments, now including 21 regional countries in its network. Meanwhile, Russia has developed close relations with Nicaragua, Bolivia, Cuba, El Salvador and Venezuela. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov recently visited Brazil, Venezuela, Nicaragua and Cuba and held meetings with Bolivian emissaries in Venezuela to foster partnerships in the region. To reduce the influence of China and Russia, Ursula von der Leyen presented the EU's Global Gateway Investment Initiative, saying, quote, These are times of great geopolitical change and like-minded friends like the EU and Latin American Caribbean partners need to get closer, end quote. The initiative promises investments of 45 billion euros or 39 billion pounds to support more than 130 projects over four years, a largesse that is somewhat cast into shade by the 77 billion euros or 66 billion pounds given to Ukraine in the last 18 months, most of it to support the war. With the 2019 EU Mercosur Association Agreement, agreed in principle after 20 years of negotiation, still not finalised or enforced, many in the region are sceptical regarding any fresh promises emanating from Europe. As Lula pointed out, the priority for Latin American countries is, quote, to ensure a fair, sustainable and inclusive trade relationship, end quote, based on, quote, mutual trust and not on threats, end quote. Marginalising Venezuela, Cuba and Nicaragua? Fail. The third goal of European diplomacy, following in the wake of US imperialist objectives, was to obtain a regional condemnation of Nicaragua, Cuba and Venezuela, three countries that have been developing increasingly close relations with Russia. Ideally, the imperialist powers would have all countries that deviate from their, their official narratives banned from regional forums. A few days before the summit began, the, e, the European Parliament declared that, quote, autocratic regimes should not participate in such summits among countries that share democratic values and respect human rights, end quote. Brackets, Resolution P9TA 2023-0280.16. The EU's declaration echoed a recent US decision when, as host of the 2022 Summit of the Americas, it excluded Venezuela, Cuba and Nicaragua on the same farcical excuse. In protest at this unilateral action by the Biden regime in Washington, the presidents of Mexico, Bolivia, Honduras, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis and St. Vincent and the Grenadines withdrew from the summit, sending lower-ranking delegates in their place, and the summit was a failure. Whilst the EU could not afford to risk a similar outcome from its own summit, the point was made dissident voices are not welcome. Defending Venezuela Venezuela has been enduring a murderous sanctions regime enforced by US imperialism since 2006. Sanctions enacted by the European Council in 2017 are also still in place 
and Venezuela's state assets have been frozen by many countries, including the, the notorious seizure of $2 billion in gold, or £1.6 billion, by the Bank of England. Meanwhile, a charge of narco-terrorism has been lodged personally against President Nicolas Maduro in the US courts. President Kiamara Castro of Honduras highlighted these iniquities, stressing, quote, It is necessary to end piracy and the confiscation of assets. We are all exposed to the fact that one day we find that our reserves have been frozen in foreign banks or that we do not have the possibility of chartering transportation for the products that our peoples need. We raise our voice that all the patrimony illegally withheld from the Venezuelan people be reinstated and that the barriers that prevent us from normalising our commercial relations with sister countries like Nicaragua are eliminated. End quote. A meeting intended to reactivate the mediation process between Venezuela's government and opposition leaders, bracket, a prerequisite to lifting sanctions, close bracket, was attended by Vice President Delcy Rodriguez from Venezuela, President Gustavo Petro from Colombia, President Alberto Fernandez from Argentina, and President Lula da Silva from Brazil, along with President Emmanuel Macron of France and European Commission Vice President Joseph Borrell. The summit's final de declaration, far from condemning Venezuela, merely included a tactful promotion of further mediation. Quote, We encourage a constructive dialogue between the parties to the Venezuelan-led negotiations in Mexico City. End quote. Opposing the never-ending blockade against Cuba, in line with its goal of shaping the agenda of the forthcoming summit, the European Parliament resolution referred to above condemned, quote, the Cuban regime's support for the Russian war of aggression against Ukraine and its defense of Russia and Belarus, end quote, indicating that not supporting Ukraine against the Russian aggression would have, quote, consequences, end quote. Moreover, it demanded, quote, sanctions against those responsible for the persistent human rights violations in Cuba, starting by sanctioning Mikhail Diaz-Canal as the most senior figure in the chain of command of the Cuban security forces, end quote, and called on those participating in the summit, quote, to issue a statement demanding due respect for human rights in both regions, with a particular focus for, on the lack of respect for democracy and fundamental freedoms in Cuba, end quote. But both rhetoric and sanctions against Cuba are extremely unpopular in the region, and European Parliament's attempt to jostle Latin American leaders into endorsing its position was ignored. President Miguel Diaz-Canal himself stressed to those present that, quote, Latin America and the Caribbean is no longer the backyard of the United States, nor are we former colonies that require advice, nor will we accept being treated as simple suppliers of raw materials. We are independent and sovereign countries with a common vision for the future. We build the community of Latin American and Caribbean states as a unified and representative voice of our unity in diversity, end quote. Reflecting CELAC's strong support for Cuba, the final de declaration made reference to a 2022 General Assembly resolution at the United Nations against the blockade and underlined the need for, quote, ending the economic, commercial and financial embargo imposed against Cuba, we recall our opposition to laws and regulations with extraterritorial effect, end quote. Nicaragua stands up. Since the first EU sanctions were enacted against it in 2019, 
The relations between the European Union and Nicaragua have deteriorated considerably. The head of the EU delegation was expelled from Nicaragua in September 22. The EU's am ambassador to the country was withdrawn in April this year and a condemnatory resolution against Nicaragua was passed by the EU Parliament in June. But Nicaragua's anti-imperialist leaders have not been intimidated by this hostility. In one of the most politically charged speeches of the summit, Nicaraguan Foreign Minister Dennis Moncada condemned, quote, the co coercive, illegal and unilateral measures imposed against the Russian Federation China, Cuba, Iran, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Syria, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and other brotherly peoples, end quote. He went on to demand, quote, the commitments of developed countries of the European Union to guarantee climate justice and reparation policies to compensate for loss and damage, end quote, as a result of man-made climate change. Rejected, quote, the use of cluster munitions by all states, and called for the US government to pay the compensation approved by the International Court of Justice in The Hague for the human losses and material damages that resulted from US military and paramilitary aggressions during the 1980s. Comrade Moncada further pointed out that, quote, the European Union must reflect and act in good faith with a vision of the present and the future. Europe must bear in mind and respect that we are no longer a colony of any power. We are free, independent and sovereign countries with dignity for our homeland, identity and freedom, end quote. Avoiding mention of the slave trade and of reparations, dream on. For the colonial powers, the slave trade has always been an uncomfortable subject of discussion and it has long been one of the goals of EU diplomacy to avoid all reference to this emotive topic. It seems that imperialist Europe would like the world to quietly forget that its own capitalistic development was facilitated by the most ruthless and industrial exploitation of mineral resources and human lives in Africa, Asia, Latin America and the Caribbean. In recent years, consciousness about the slave trade has been developing across Latin America and for the first time in the history of the EU CELAC summits, it was introduced onto the meeting's agenda. Unable to avoid its inclusion in the final declaration, EU diplomats strove to cover all reference to Europe's responsibility with euphemistic and harmless expressions. In the end, the summit declaration included both positions. On the one hand, the preferred European wording, quote, we acknowledge and profoundly regret the untold suffering inflicted on millions of men, women and children as a result of the transatlantic slave trade, end quote. And on the other, a reference to CELAC support for the, quote, the CARICOM 10-point plan for repertory justice, end quote. It should be noted that the CARICOM, Caribbean Community, Reparations Commis Commission, CRC, states that European governments, quote, were owners and traders of enslaved Africans, end quote, and that they, quote, instructed genocidal actions upon indigenous communities, end quote, and, quote, created the legal, financial and fiscal policies necessary for the enslavement of Africans, end quote. The CRC, quote, demands as a precondition the offer of a sincere formal apology by the governments of Europe, end quote. Moreover, the Commission states, quote, some governments in refusing to offer an apology have issued in place statements of regrets. 
Such statements do not acknowledge that crimes have been committed and represent a refusal to take responsibility for such crimes. Statements of regret represent, furthermore, a reprehensible response to the call for an apology in that they suggest that victims and their descendants are not worthy of an apology. End quote. As President Diaz-Canel pointed out in his address to the summit, quote, Colonial plunder and capitalist looting turned Europe into a creditor and Latin America and the Caribbean into debtors. End quote. Failure of EU diplomacy on all fronts. Overwhelmed by a long list of demands, the EU side was forced to include at least some of the many requests in the final declaration, albeit couched in the sanitised language of United Nations resolutions. In relation to the imperialist war against Russia, it had to make do with accepting that, quote, CELAC has declared Latin America and the Caribbean as a zone of peace, end quote, point 12. Regarding the Malvinas-Falklands dispute, it was forced to concede that in, quote, the question of sovereignty over the Islas Malvinas Falkland Islands, the European Union took note of CELAC's historical positions on the importance of dialogue and respect for international law in the peaceful solution of disputes, end quote, point 13. Regarding the threat to the Caribbean countries from climate change, the declaration recognised, quote, the impact that climate change is having on all countries, affecting particularly developing and the most vulnerable countries, including small island developing states in the Caribbean, end quote, point 22. In relation to the crisis in Haiti, the declaration expressed, quote, concern regarding this continuing deterioration of the public security and humanitarian situation in Haiti, end quote, point 38, while it reaffirmed, quote, full support for the peace process of Colombia, end quote, point 39. President Lula noted afterwards that the factors leading to the diplomatic triumph of the anti-imperialist countries could be explained, quote, possibly owing to the dispute between the United States and China, possibly owing to China's investments in Africa and Latin America, possibly owing to the new Silk Road initiative, possibly owing to the war, end quote. At this third EU CELAC summit, European Union diplomats for the first time found that their Latin American and Caribbean countries were no longer ready to fall in line with their demands, that they are becoming independent and sovereign countries. Over and again, the leaders of the summit asserted that while investment would be welcome in the region, this would not be accepted on any terms, and that the imperialists' ability to use a divide-and-rule strategy will no longer work in the region. As Bolivian President Louis Arce pointed out, quote, Today in a multipolar world under construction, the new geopolitical conditions may give the opportunity to multiple options for cooperation and sectoral, regional and continental alliances. We want a Latin America, a Caribbean and a Europe in peace. May their peoples achieve the peace that the capitalist model has not been able to offer them, abandoning practices that in the past have not created an equitable and complementary relationship between our regions. End quote. Thanks for listening to Proletarian Radio. We aim to bring you the best Marxist analysis on current affairs, revolutionary history, and theory. 
Do like, comment, subscribe and share our content to help us reach the widest possible audience. We are a small organization with limited resources and we need worker support if we are to grow and fulfill our mission. If you are able to make a one-off or regular donation, no matter how small, please visit our website at thecommunists.org and register as a supporter.